This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. Hey, Final Ghouls, and welcome to another episode of The Scream Teens. I'm Lena in the Looking Glass. And I'm Gory Corey, and we're super excited because today we're going to be talking about psychological and medical horror. I can already sense this is going to be like a really long, heavy episode. <laughs> yes. So grab a cup of tea, just <laughs> sit down, relax, because buckle oh up, boy. guys. <laughs> yeah, <gonna> be <laughs> But first, Corey, what have you been reading, watching, or listening to recently? What have I been reading, watching, or listening to recently? That's a good question. I have been. I have been watching Bob's Burgers just like <laughs> constantly because I've been studying for a test and that's like the only thing I can study to. But um, the Falcon and Winter Soldier just finished. That was a great finale. Um, I hate John Walker with my entire soul. And <laughs> it, it pains me to see people online like try and think that he has some kind of character arc with that. Um and I also, Patty Lapone's birthday was a couple of days ago, and so I watched, like, everything that she's ever been in, and I love her. Absolutely. <laughs> How about you, Lena? Um, well, I've been, I've been watching uh, The Emperor's New Groove again. Yes. Oh, my God. Wait, TV show or movie? The movie. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. I just felt, like, the random urge to watch it, so no. I did. Like, that movie is genuinely so much better than people give it credit for. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think, if you're an adult and you didn't grow up with it, like, please, please watch it. It's so fantastic. <laughs> it's it's really good. And there are llamas. Who yeah. doesn't like llamas? <laughs> Who doesn't like llamas? Yeah. Oh I've God. also been, I mean, we watched Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Yeah. So. Ghibli movie. My favorite by far. It's so cute. It's wonderful and I love it. <laughs> but yeah. Now let's dive right into the topic. Okay, so to now get into our definitions, psychological horror usually subverts an audience's knowledge and tries to make us sort of confused. So one of my favorite things about it is that it usually revolves unreliable narrators or protagonists, and we usually don't know who to trust. So we don't usually get like the full story or the correct story, and a lot of times the protagonist will sort of lie or change things in a way that makes it very confusing or they'll be lied to and so there's usually some kind of huge twist that's really crazy and it just makes for a full like psychological experience where you feel like you can't trust the movie you're watching yeah well basically it's overall atmosphere is supposed to make you feel anxious stressed unsettled (laughs) yeah um and yeah, basically, it's it's just it's gotta be uncomfortable when you watch it, and just kind of what's gonna happen. I don't yeah. know. Ah. <laughs> um, and then medical horror usually deals with like mad scientists or crazy doctors or any kind of medical procedures that are like incorrect. So this includes stuff like Frankenstein and Reanimator. Um, I would go as far to say like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is included in the, with this, and then. For psychological horror, we have stuff like The Shining and Carrie and Black Swan. So just like a lot of things that sort of subvert 
what you originally thought. Yeah. So, now, a bit about your personal experience with the genre, Corey. What, what was your first kind of introduction to the psychological medical horror <laughs> genre? I think, okay, my first psychological horror I watched was Carrie. And at the time, I was like maybe 11 or 12, and I was getting bullied oh. at school. And my mom was like, let's watch this great movie about this girl that overcomes her bullies and gets back at them. And it's like this really nice story of empowerment. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Um, (laughs) I guess that's one way to describe Carrie. So it certainly wasn't what I was expecting, but um, I still really loved it. And then after that, I watched this movie called The Girl Most Likely To, which is like this old straight to, I think it was like straight to DVD movie um, with Stalker Channing. And it's basically like this girl gets plastic surgery and she looks completely different and then she like kills everyone at her school. Um, Oh my god, I've heard of that. I actually, I've watched like trailers of it, but not the actual thing. It's such a, it's such an insane movie. I love it. And then- The Shining was probably, like, the biggest one I watched in ninth grade. And I remember my parents, literally everyone, my friends were like, this is the scariest movie on the planet. And I was so disappointed (laughs) when I watched it. Because I was like, this is not scary. Why did I watch this? It's so boring. Like, freshman me hated The Shining so much. And then I watched it, like, 20 more times. And now it's my favorite movie. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) I could definitely relate with The Shining, like, being hyped up, and then you're like, bro. People act like it's the scariest movie on the planet. Literally, no, like, no one gets killed. Like, two people get killed, that's it. And one of them doesn't even get murdered. He just freezes to death. So, like, I didn't think it was that scary. But I think it's a brilliant movie, now that I understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How about you, Anna? Uh, Well, basically, I think... How I was introduced to psychological horror is pretty strange because I can't really trace it back well. But <laughs> the first thing I remember is like having, like, there was this film book that was given to me about like different genres of in cinema, and there was this oh, one about so cool. psychological horror, and I was like, wow, that's so cool. And I was like, like flipping through it, and it was like analyzing some shots in The Shining stuff of like. Uh, Silence of the Lambs without spoiling, which was also really cool. Like, wow, good of them. You should try to find so, that book. That's like a really nice. Yeah, I don't. I forgot the name. All I know is that it was probably a French book, and I probably will never be able to find it again. Oh, just uh, <laughs> sad. Um, but yeah, and then I like bugged my dad to see, like, watch The Shining. And my dad was like, are you sure about that? Are you sure you're not gonna cry at night and be scared? And I'm like, I'm very sure. And then I watched it and I was like, this isn't scary. Yes! <laughs> like, this isn't scary. And then, like, my dad literally forced, he was like, you need to watch Silence of the Lambs now. And then, like, every, at least every week he'd be like, are we watching Silence of the Lambs now? <laughs> Wait, how old were you when this was happening? I think I was, like, 14. Oh yeah, my something God. like that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, because my, my dad, I'm, I don't know, something tells me he prefers Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> There's a bit of an, a hint somewhere. I think he was trying to scare you. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> he was 
disappointed I wasn't scared. So, yeah, and then I watched Silence of the Lambs, and then I got obsessed with, like, um, just literally any of Hitchcock's movies. Um, oh, interesting. And, and just, yeah. And, like, I was, I started, like, looking more into it, and I was like, this is really cool. And for my birthday, like, my mom would often buy me, like, movie stuff. And often, like, I don't know why French people are obsessed with analyzing Hitchcock's movies or, like, psychological no, horror. Awesome. And so I have, like, a bundle of, like, analysis of just, like, independent films, uh, like, horror, like, psychological thrillers <laughs> and things that, like that. And so I got, like, obsessed with it. And I was like, this is so cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Is there, what made the jump between Silence of the Lambs and Hitchcock? Well, um, so I looked at Silence of the Lambs and my mom was like, do you know who you should watch that is really cool, like, psychological horror kind of stuff? Hitchcock. And I was like, who's that? And then I looked at some of, like, I think my first one, not, ex- I don't remember. My first one was, I think, Psycho. Psycho. So nice. pretty Mine normal too. one. Then it was Vertigo. Verti- vertigo? Vertigo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, that one's my, Vertigo was my favorite. Um, yes. But yeah, it was, it was it's great. I love I love them. To this day, I still love them. <laughs> With all my heart. <laughs> so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. amazing that you were watching Hitchcock at such a young age. I'm so jealous. Yeah, it's my parents. <laughs> my parents are the one that, like, opened me to, like, the culture of cinema and all that. So I have to thank them for it. <laughs> yeah. There's also this really... I don't know. I don't know if you've watched it. I think it's... In English, it's called The Diabolicals. It's a yes, French the, movie. Is it The Diabliques or something? Like, yeah, the yeah. yeah, I this movie. It's it's just okay. So for those who don't know, I'm just gonna tell you like the synopsis of it is. There's this uh, a husband and her wife. I think they were like the husband is running a school or something of the like. And then there's the husband's mistress who wants revenge on him, and then the the wife also wants revenge on him. And so they they want to plot. Uh, they're plotting to kill him, and then. A lot of stuff happens. I won't say what, but like at the the end was like a big twist and I was like this is this is really cool. <laughs> and I wouldn't shut up about it for it like a whole month. And my mom was <laughs> just hilarious. like please stop. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And I think that's really like the the cool part of psychological horror is like I feel like I get so obsessed with them after the fact like that I when I find out the mystery and you want to know so much more about it. And that's, mm-hmm. I guess, I think that's the reason that it's one of the most popular. I would say it's probably the most popular horror genre. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I mean, this kind of genre, it's it's like you watch this movie and then you want everyone else to watch it. Yeah. To see what they, <laughs> yeah. Um, I so- know when The Lighthouse came out. My friends, like, literally my friends went to theaters and saw it six times because they were they were trying to analyze it and they still do not know what it's about to this day. Well, it's pretty brave of them, you know, gotta I say. Mean, going through that six times, I respect it. It's a gorgeous film, but it's very confusing. <laughs> yeah, and I think yeah. it's, it's almost, it feels like you're like a little detective or something because you want to watch them over and over again to see all the little clues that like the writers and directors hid throughout them. And I think that's so cool too, because it makes them, you're able to watch them like over and over again. So psychological horror films were huge in the sixties. And then we saw kind of a resurgence in like the two thousands, 2010s. 
And a lot of people like to call them elevated horror, which is a subgenre that isn't <laughs> real. And I will, it makes me so angry um, because people, people act like it's like there's this one superior genre of horror film where like a horror film, it's good for a horror film is sort of what it sounds like, which is like really rude. And I hear a lot of people say like, oh, I only like psychological horror, you know, because it's like the only smart horror that there is. And like, I just don't like really, I don't like horror very much, but like psychological horror, I guess is okay. That's, I've heard that if I had like a nickel for every time I heard that I would be able to fund like a blockbuster movie. It makes me so angry whenever people say that because I feel like a lot of people don't open themselves up to other genres of horror, but I do Mm -hmm. think psychological horror, like got a lot of people into horror movies and it definitely sort of bridges the gap because i feel like that's one genre that like all of my friends no matter what are willing to watch like lena and i have a friend who absolutely hates horror movies and she refuses to watch them but like she watched hereditary with us so (laughs) i don't know (laughs) that was the one she agreed to it's a small gap okay (laughs) baby steps (laughs) yeah that was an interesting one it was sort of like throwing you in the deep end of the pool but you know whatever works yeah i mean i definitely agree with like more people like knowing about psychological horror and you know um preferring it in a way Mm -hmm. um because the thing is i know people like Tour adults, you know, who who say that oh, psychological horror is so much better. It makes you think a bit more. <laughs> My dad used to think that. Um, I remember him saying that. I don't know if he said it like just to piss me off or because I know my dad I know my dad <laughs> he probably did it because he wanted to annoy me but um, yeah it's it's why like have you seen I don't think like these people have seen any other horror movie like from any other genre because yeah. they would change their mind really quick well and it's interesting too when you start to include like other like include all psychological horror because i'm like so you like the saw movies then and they're like well that's not psychological and i'm like no 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 saw is psychological horror so you're telling me that's the best genre you like saw i love saw mm-hmm. personally but like a lot of people don't because they think it's great. too gory which isn't you can never have a yeah. movie that's too gory but yeah, yeah. I, think, I think psychological oh. horror is often it often revolves around adults as well so i think a lot of adults are often drawn to it because they see mm-hmm. it as like more mature than maybe a slasher would be mature air quotes <laughs> but I, I don't know i mean like i think all subgenres have their thing and even if you don't necessarily enjoy one you can still find movies within it that you like because i feel like there's no such thing as like hating an entire genre of something, but that's yeah. that's for another episode. Um, <laughs> this rant, yeah. By the way, talking about Saul, because that that has been like ter- like floating in my head mm-hmm. now. Uh, there's this really cool Twitter account that's called Jigsaw Quotes. I, think. I love Jigsaw Quotes, <laughs> the best, and um, it's wonderful. The new Spiral movie that's coming out, which by the time this mm-hmm. episode is released, I think will probably be already out in theaters, but. Um, they keep retweeting them, and it's the funniest thing on the planet. I love it. Yeah. Didn't, like, Bloody Disgusting make a... Um, I think they made, like... Um... <laughs> I don't a know. Thread? I don't know. A thre- no, not a thread. Uh, 
post about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it confused it confused the hell out of everyone. Because <laughs> they say, now available in 4K. And then mm. at first I thought it was a video yet. I was like, wait, what? And then, like, <laughs> I was so confused. Oh, no. And everyone was like, what is going on? <laughs> I wasn't the only one. So, you know. Yeah. Oh my god. They just we phrased like, the title. though. Yeah. I <laughs> know, oh, we love them. They just phrased the title a little bit strange. <laughs> yeah. Um so, so I think it's like I think it's funny when you bring up certain films that are also um psychological horror, even like stuff like Doctor Sleep, I feel like gets a lot of hate for no reason. So I love I love kind of bringing that up and just sort of like poking the bear, you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Doctor like, well, Sleep was like Doctor Sleep yeah. was really good. I'm yeah, sorry. and it's I mean I've not I've read the book, but I've not watched the movie actually. Oh my god, you gotta but watch it's, it! It's the follow up to The Shining. So if you're if you're saying that's not psychological horror, you're yeah. shooting yourself in the foot there. Exactly. Like, you know? Well, a lot of people think psychological horror can't be supernatural, but that like takes mm. out. Uh, like half of the films in the genre um, yes yeah, like uh, okay all right yeah sure <laughs> yeah um about like talking about like supernatural psychological horror have you seen like old boy it's a korean yeah. movie mm, it's horrible the ending is horrible <laughs> but like it's i have to say literally like all like almost all of the korean movies i've watched have been like fantastic yeah like i don't know what kind of film school they have there <laughs> but like they're they are always good. better yeah like there's also this movie I'm, I'm not sure if it classifies as psychological horror or not um but it's the handmaiden i don't know if you've heard of it huh it's it's interesting. It's a, like the synopsis is about like this girl who is taken away, and basically this guy is just like there's this crazy woman who I want to marry, and then I want to send her <laughs> off in the like in the hospital to get mm-hmm. all her fortune. But then the maiden falls in love with the actual lady, and Ooh. it's it's that amazing. It, it's strange, but it, it's a beautiful movie, and the cinematography is just like. <laughs> chef kiss level of just beautiful i love that so medical horror as i said like usually deals with a lot of like medical procedures especially medical procedures gone wrong or like crazy people that are performing medical procedures i think it's a really great tool for medical gaslighting which like anyone in a marginalized group has probably experienced some kind of medical discrimination uh, a lot of doctors will gaslight people because of their race, gender, sexuality, um, or size. And this can lead to like a lot of fatal consequences, which is so terrifying. I personally had two autoimmune diseases as a kid and the doctors just like did not want to diagnose me. So it took like years for us to figure it out and to realize what was wrong with me and like how to treat me. And to this day, I have like a lot of leftover I guess toxins in my body because of it so that's not cool but uh, I really love medical horror now because I personally had such a horrible experience with like doctors in the medical field that like those those shows and movies kind of like help ease my anxiety because I'm like well at least I'm not the only one (laughs) um 
And some content that would be included with that is like the yellow wallpaper. That's like one of my all-time favorite examples of medical gaslighting. Um, it's this short story about this woman who is like slowly going insane and her husband is her physician. And he's like, all you need to do is stay inside and rest. But like the wallpaper on her walls starts looking like there's a person behind it. And she starts like tearing it off the walls. It's so good. <laughs> that That's a great short story. It's so good. Uh, and I think that's a perfect example. Would Black Swan technically be? I'm not sure. Because I think it... Eh. Maybe could be, because I feel like it has medical horror elements. But I would say something like Reanimator or... Um, mm, okay. This is, an, <laughs> this is an interesting example that my mom's going to get mad at me for mentioning. I haven't seen the movies. Um, Human Centipede, like... <laughs> Human Centipede. <laughs> um, that kind of, like, where there's a crazy person, like, sewing people together. Or, like... The American Horror Story Asylum, where they were, like, testing on people. Uh, oh, okay. That kind of thing. Yeah, that that helps me visualize it better now. <laughs> yeah. It's not too common. I think it used to be a lot more common with, like, mad scientist movies. We're not seeing a lot of that anymore. But I think they, I think it sort of goes hand in hand with psychological horror a lot of times. Because it's basically both of them usually involve gaslighting. That's interesting. Yeah, that's, it's pretty cool. Like, talking about that, you know, um, the movie Black Swan, I have, like, I have to tell you guys something, because, oh my god, this movie, <laughs> like, it on, un- mind-blowing, yes. first of all. It's great. Um, I first watched it when I was 14, I didn't understand anything about it. I have to be honest, I thought the relationship between the dance teacher and the, the girl was normal. All right? I no. thought it was normal. No. Like, I know. It's weird. And it's it relates to this whole, I, like, I'm thinking, because that got me thinking. I was just like, why did I think that was normal? Like, yeah. it's it's like things like, I don't know. The, the I, I, I guess the most popular example would be Twilight. Definitely. Um, yeah, just having, like, toxic relationship, like, promoted. Yeah, to, they're, like, like, young. Really romanticized in like our culture right now and it's so depressing yeah and so i was just like imagine if like i had a dance teacher like that because i did like rhythmic gymnastics for like seven whole years of my life all right and it wasn't the best like this sports overall like you have to be careful because you could like easily fall into like a very toxic environment and like i was thinking like if i had a teacher and i thought like and and me like watching this and thinking that was normal like it would have not ended well and this like this is really serious like yeah and it's really common too like it happens to a lot of people where they have these horrible Mm -hmm. abusive instructors yeah i mean i'm gonna like just brush over it because i don't want to talk too much about it but um I used to have, like, a very, not really, I don't know how to put it. It's it's just, like, I don't want to say, like, certain words because I'm a bit scared. But, like, the, my coach, like, traumatized me a bit um, because, like, she'd do, like, she'd make us do stuff. Like, since I did rhythmic gymnastics, uh, there was this thing, like, the circle things that you use as, like, an instrument to dance with. Oh, okay. And uh, you had to throw them. 
And I remember not throwing it properly when I did like my, I danced on my song and she made me do a thousand throw uh, of them. Jesus. And like she, she did like that so like on so many different things like if i did something wrong or like if all of us did something wrong would be punished and do like the same thing for like an hour straight and we couldn't go drink we couldn't go like take a break and like i remember some girls like cried i had like my legs like my legs were shaking and like that i i told the teacher and the teacher was like it i don't care continue do this yeah and so watching like black swan at first, I didn't realize, but when I watched it a second time, it really, like, hit, mm-hmm. like, really close because having all of this, like, abuse. Yeah. And I'm just thinking of all the other girls that have to go through through this because, like, the rhythmic gymnastic, like, community in a way, environment, especially actually in Eastern Europe, it's very, very, like, just not a good environment for young girls because... Some can fall into anorexia. Like mm-hmm. I've, I have a friend who is a story of like she, she couldn't eat. Like she had to eat only like a bit, and she wasn't allowed to eat oh, like any like kind of sugar or, or like you know artificial sugar and things mm-hmm. like that. And she'd go to the fridge, open the fridge, watch the fridge for like a good fifteen minute, minutes, close it, because she just couldn't. That's she, crazy. she wasn't allowed to eat anything, and it just honestly. Black Swan is a is a great movie to kind of reflect all of this and yeah. and like you could think it's just a movie but it reflects so much of the truth because I was in this environment maybe not as extreme as it is in the movie but it still reflects it sounds it. pretty extreme yeah <laughs> yeah and I mean as a kid I thought it was normal so yeah it's it it tells you how easily you can manu- manipulate no, kids for sure this. and even like parents are not aware because when you tell like, when they tell you your child is doing great, is going to be mm-hmm. the best, like, champion of, like, the entirety of France, and they're going to be able to go to the Olympics and things of that, like that, you know? Yeah. You can easily, like, fall into this. So, PSA, I know I was I was about... I, I, I warned people that it was going to get heavy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, PSA to everyone, just, like, be careful uh, when it comes to sports and things like that. Because, no, definitely. Yeah. I think I think that's such an important thing that like it doesn't get talked about enough especially within like obviously it happens in dance and that kind of thing like always but when it comes to kids that do it kids are so easily manipulated I guess and mm-hmm. adults usually have like no problem taking advantage of them and it's just it's so scary as a kid because you don't know what to do and you don't even realize that it's necessarily a bad thing so I think that's such – I think Black Swan's a really important movie. I think Neon, the Neon Demon did a similar thing when it touched on sort of like the modeling world, and it's just insane. Mm-hmm. And it's not something people often bring up no. as well. I think it's definitely covered up a lot, and it's really common in sports as well as like any kind of performing art that you do. You're going to be traumatized, I think, as a kid. I did yeah, theater they're as a kid, to... and like there was never a theater environment that wasn't toxic that I'd ever been to. Mm-hmm. Like it's so yeah. bad. It's the thing is they're basically treating you like you're already adults. Mm-hmm. Like they're pushing you to your limit, and like an adult could do that fine and not be traumatized. I mean, 
depending on yeah. you know the person but for kids i feel like some people don't understand that like this isn't healthy because then the kid will not know what its limits are no for sure and, yeah and also like these are impressionable kids that are learning who they're who they are and like what's okay and what's not okay and it's just a horrible environment to put them into and like kids it's it's just you can't really stand up for yourself as a kid so i don't think it i it's just not fair and a lot of like instructors will be like well if an adult did this in a professional did this blah 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 like they would be fired so why are you guys acting up like it's just crazy when it, when they're kids like the amount of times i've had people yell at me for like talking just talking like it's insane yeah also they wouldn't be fired i've had like <laughs> yeah exactly no i yeah. i can tell you that for a fact like mm -mm. yeah it's just it's insane like you need to i feel like what should be done is that these people who are like coaches should also get like a degree like or or just work in ch like at least to know something about child education yes because all they know is the sports mm -hmm. but they don't know about the children you and know? it's such an abusive like i did a lot of like child acting as a kid and like mm -hmm. everyone that was training me was training me to be an adult actor and like they had all been acting as adults but first of all that whole environment as I said, like, any performing arts environment is toxic. For children and adults, it's incredibly toxic. But, like, when you're bringing kids into it and you get mad at them for being children, like, it, there's nothing that they can do. It's just insane. And it's it leaves such a mark on people. And, like, y you grow up thinking that that's okay and it will change your life forever. Yeah. And it takes a long time yeah. as well. Yeah. Like... Just overall, please just be careful and, and let's try and not traumatize kids. Yeah. Thank and you. Like, <laughs> I think especially with college pressure and stuff, you really obviously want mm. your kid to go to the Olympics or want your kid to be the best oh, yeah. they can. And it's just not worth it. As Lena and I both have been through the college experience, it is not worth it. Um, it isn't. To work. Mental health is the Mental number one priority. Mental health is the number one priority. And... If any parents are listening, like, I beg you to be careful and to, like, really watch your kids when, when like, whatever extracurriculars they're doing. Just really mm -hmm. try and make sure that it's okay and that they take enough breaks. Yep. Oh, that, that was a little so, serious anyways. tension. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, a, I think, psychological and medical horror deal with really, really serious issues. And a lot of times mm -hmm. they deal with, like, unresolved trauma from the characters like, yeah. there was this movie that came out last year, I believe, called The Lodge, which was about this woman who was part of a cult, and it was really her sort of dealing with that. And I think it has such an interest, psychological horror has such an interesting way of, like, portraying trauma, especially with something like Midsummer, where mm -hmm. um, Danny is clearly, like, traumatized beyond belief, and watching her deal with that is almost the scariest part yeah it's it's like i don't know if you've watched the movie seven mm -hmm. yeah it's yeah i feel like that also like when i watched it 
it kind of because the thing is every single like quote-unquote antagonist of every like psychological thriller it makes you think like what makes them do this yeah why are they like that and more most like often you'd find it's actual like trauma or Mm -hmm. or just like trouble they had earlier on in their lives i mean have you ever wondered like why hannibal lecter (laughs) eight people yeah eight people it's like there's a reason i mean it's it's really interesting and it it gets you thinking it's definitely yeah by the way i was wondering do you do you consider black mirror as like psychological horror i would think so i mean yeah 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 some episodes would some definitely yeah i guess it's because i i find it really interesting and like when i watched seven and i watched like uh some episodes of black mirror i had kind of the same feel to it and Mm -hmm. i was just like is it the same genre though like (laughs) yeah i think so i think a lot of them certainly would be and like um the twilight zone definitely i would consider psychological Mm -hmm. horror i've only watched like one episode i think oh it's so good yeah i should i should watch like all of it because my dad praises it and he's like (laughs) it's so great you gotta watch it so (laughs) i mean i go and going to have to at one point knowing my dad but (laughs) (laughs) did your school ever like make you watch an episode for school because we had to like watch them and analyze them and it was like really weird no, my my school wasn't that cool. The only <laughs> thing they made us like watch was like a movie about a cartoon about Jesus. Oh, because <laughs> I was in a like, in a Catholic school, mm. so yeah. <laughs> I guess Saint Maud. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Have you watched the Sixth Sense? Uh, mm-hmm. the, the Sixth Sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Sixth Sense, like the ending. It's just, I've always admired this movie for it being able to keep the suspense yeah. and just, like, not have me expect it at all. I was so upset because it got spoiled for me. Oh my <laughs> god, no! This person, the person who spoiled you should go to prison. Yeah. <laughs> no. This movie is, like, for so long, I, I was, I aspired to, like, make movies like that yeah honestly just it's so well have... done mm-hmm. i always wonder if m night Shyamalan like feels a lot of pressure to make all of like his new twists like just as good i feel like that would be so that, that would be so nerve-wracking for me because i'd be like no i have to make a better one <laughs> yeah like yeah and also requires a lot of like thinking yeah. and all that yeah it's it's like I don't know if we're going to relate to it, but I write a lot of, like, Dungeons & Dragons quests because I'm the dungeon master <laughs> yes. for my group. And uh, when I write things, like, with plot twists and puzzles, I have this obsession of trying to make it, like, the best plot twist <laughs> ever, which often results in, like, my players being like, what the hell is this? <laughs> what what did awesome. you give us? <laughs> yeah. It's, like... <laughs> it's so great, though. Yeah, no, they're probably like they're they're not really in the same like kind of psychological horror trip. I mean, as me, I would but... say they're very similar. Yeah, <laughs> but I like I'm obsessed with that, and like sometimes I have to tone it down. But sometimes it's just like no, no, we have to make it like the biggest plot twist in history. <laughs> just... <laughs> it will forever go. It will go down in uh, Dungeons and Dragons lore forever. Yes. <laughs>
That would be so oh. cool. Please, Wizards of the Coast, time. <laughs> Wizards of the Coast. I will write you. I will write you a module. <laughs> Honestly, you should. You should just like submit it. Leave it at their doorstep with like nothing, like no no note or anything, <laughs> just like out of the blue. Just see what happens. Bam! Happened. Psychological horror D and D. Hello, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think psychological horror has a really great way of making you feel empathy. Uh, for a character, I know, like, something like Get Out and Invisible Man, those are two, like, when it deals with abuse or racism, those are two things that obviously not everyone has experienced, but they really put you into the character's shoes and you sort of figure out, like, this is, I feel like that's as close as you'll ever get to really understanding it without going through it. And it's a really fascinating way, I think, to spread empathy. And I think horror does that in general, but psychological horror is probably the best at doing that. Because mm-hmm. it really yeah. makes you. Think. I have. I definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I hope that a lot of people that watched both of those and didn't necessarily think about racial issues or like the issues of domestic abuse before. I hope it just like made them think. You know. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, what I love about psychological horror is that you can like read it in so many ways, and just mm-hmm. horror in general, you can read it in so many ways, and there's no wrong interpretation. And actually, and little rant here, like, everything, like, every interpretation is yes. valid, okay? Like, leave people think, like, leave, <laughs> let people interpret it, like, however they want, okay? I, for example, I, I do a lot of, like, queer reading mm-hmm. of a lot of, like, movies, and people are always like, you're reading, like, you're reading too much into it. That's um, not possible. Why are, you do- why are you saying that? Like, I don't care. <laughs> what if I'm reading too much into it? I like yeah. it. And hello, do you see the amount of rep- representation like LGBTQ plus yeah. people have? We crave <laughs> for it. So let me, in, leave me in mm-hmm. peace with my queer reading. No, okay? honestly, like, and that's one thing that really bugs me is like, if queer people identify with a character, it's because that identi- that character is more than likely queer coded. And like, so I have this argument with so many people about like, oh, I think this character's queer and I just don't think it's canon necessarily. And like people get really angry about it for no reason. It's like if I want to relate to a character and I want to believe that they're queer, that's my right. Like I don't see anything wrong with that, especially like with Star Wars, Finn and Poe. There is no way that those two are straight. No way. I will never <laughs> believe that. And uh, so many Star Wars fanboys who the Star Wars fandom is really toxic, but like they get so mad at me for it. And I'm like, why are you getting angry? You don't have to believe it. Like, it's my belief. It's just, yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, actually, you know, the movie that we watched, Nausicaa, mm-hmm. of the Valley of the Wind, I related to her character a mm-hmm. lot. And I mean, I don't know. Maybe there is a queer reading of it Definitely. somewhere, but like, honestly. Like, that's how I see it, to be honest. And what I love about this movie is that it's not like she, she... It's not like this stupid, like, trope of just, like, oh, this, late, like, this girl that needs to be saved. Yeah. Or, like, she has, like... She always has to have, like, a male love interest. No, it's it's not that. It's it's about something exactly. else. And I really like it that they don't reduce her yeah. to that. It's It's so good. And, like... Yeah, that's one thing that, like, if we want to read it that way, then why not, you know? I feel like psychological horror and experimental movies as well kind of mix in together. I think most experimental 
are psychological just because you have no clue what's going on. Yeah. And it sort of tricks your brain. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, sorry, something else I wanted to talk about with Midsummer is how um, they set it up so that throughout the movie they use like cult tactics on you like the the tactics that cults use to sort of like draw people in they use in the movie and that's why you end up sort of rooting for danny in the end so they literally like brainwash you in the movie which is the coolest thing ever i think it's super interesting and i don't know if you know about like the just unbelievable amount of cult star in japan no um oh um so in Japan, there's so like there's a lot of cults uh, that you know a lot of people get dragged into them, and it's really like serious because you have like <laughs> this one cult, like you have like lighthearted stupid cults, like for example a cult like that mixes Buddhism, um, c- like Catholicism, and the Star Wars universe. <laughs> um, that sounds like something called, I would want to join. It's called. It's called Happy Science, and they have, like, a university. Oh, wait, that sounds so cute, though. There's this guy, I don't know, there's a, apparently, like, it's it's just a big scam, really. And there's this guy who claims that he writes, like, a book every day. Like, <laughs> good for him. Uh, right. I wish I could do that. Sure, sure. <laughs> hey, you never um, know. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, there's darker things, like, you know, the um the attacks the terrorist attacks in japan like the ohm mm-hmm. uh cult yeah that's definitely like not okay and yeah. there's also smaller cults of just that that just like sexually ex- exploit women mm-hmm. first of all and men and children um as well actually it, yeah. it, it's it's just like the most it's mostly like women which is like it's sick it's so and like perverted gross. and it's horrible and mostly young women too or mm-hmm. girls so yeah mm, talking about that is definitely like a big problem in japan they've made a lot of movies about that um love exposure it's five hours long um (laughs) so talk about the cider cut being long wow (laughs) yeah no um yeah love exposure uh talks about that um suicide club as well Mm -hmm. uh two movies i would recommend it's the kind of movies that that are kind of like possession because you have no idea what's going Mm on but you can guess (laughs) That it's about cults and all that. So, you know. Yeah. That's so... Oh my god, that's fascinating. I would also say there's a movie called Starry Eyes that came out in 2014 that was about... It was, like, basically about a cult. It was about this girl who was an actress and she was trying to obviously become famous. And she basically had to, like, sort of sell her soul to the devil who was, like, a Hollywood executive, of course. (laughs) And she goes through this whole journey of just being like crazy all these crazy things happen to her and i think that was that's probably my favorite psychological horror besides the shining um that's one of my top three favorite movies but it i think it's interesting to look at like different cults in movies and see how like a lot of things i guess we could we could consider cults like within our everyday lives um american horror story cult touched on this as well about how political parties are cults and I think that's a really interesting thing that we don't touch on too often. Mm-hmm. But like the two party system, and, I mean, to, really is to like, afforder, it's just insane. Um, I yeah, like it's it's very <laughs> like strange. Like I'm, yeah. I've been, I talk about it to my friends often, and it's just like, why is it like so black and white? I mean, of course, it's we're crazy. not like perfect either. But <laughs> we, I just thought like, I we we thought it a bit like odd, like. 
it's it should it's really odd and a lot of people will vote for people just because they're in the same political party which like means literally nothing it does not mean that they have the same beliefs so it's crazy but um it's because political parties we only have two main parties and like because of that there are like fifty thousand different ideas in each but um they sort of both have become very cult like after the trump election because mm-hmm. people were people basically were just like clinging to one or the other and getting more and more extreme with both but yeah. um so i think psychological horror also does a really nice job of pointing out the things in our society that have been normalized that shouldn't be normalized mm-hmm. even like as we were talking about like abuse within performing arts like there's so many cult like mentalities i guess in our day-to-day lives that we just don't even question yeah, and yeah, it's it's like so it's weird as well. Like you know, seeing this mm-hmm. and then like the truth slowly unfolding, and you're like, what? You know, it's like <laughs> exactly, mm-hmm. and that's like it feels almost like when you see like something come out about a politician like years later or something too. Like it's just it feels very yeah. close to home. <laughs> I have to be honest, like. Everything I hear about Trump or Biden or like Bernie Sanders and or things like any that, politician yeah, in or any like Amer- American politician, I like you know since it's not my country, I don't really mm-hmm. like meddle with it much. Um, but it's like to the same like it makes me think of how people expose like people like Jeffrey Star. Yeah, <laughs> like no, it's exactly like, like that. What? I, what? And in my head, I'm just like. Oh, okay, I guess. So many politicians have been quote unquote canceled and then like they're, but they're still in office and they like, still keep getting elected. Like it's so, it's so exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Well, good luck to any person from the United States, including you, Corey, with that. Thank you. <laughs> it's yeah. a fun time. Well, we're going to end that here. <laughs> yep. um, thank you so much for listening to the Scream Teens. I'm Gory Corey. And I'm Lena in the Looking Glass. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. The Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad.